Back after a long weekend full of all kinds of Super Bowl fun. A lot of basketball went on this weekend as well. Glad to have you with us. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys, Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got the coach, Dan Spivey. I uh, want to say a special hello uh, to Steve Roberts, who's dropped by earlier today and got to what, talk with him for about an hour. So kind of yeah. nice to sit and talk basketball uh, in and around the Lakelands with him and catch up with what he was doing. And uh, I tell you what, he, he, he gets around, doesn't he? He knows the game, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he, he was name-dropping all kinds of folks. I always love the fact that you get coaches like that. and it's, Like you say, is they know who – if they don't know who to get, they know somebody that knows them to get. So, <laughs> so but anyway, like he was talking about – as soon as he walked up to us, he says, y'all know about Greenwood Christian, right? And I was like, you did. I I knew they, they played Spartanburg – or Spartanburg Day. They played but, Day back on Friday, I think Yeah. So, I mean, I knew about that one, but I didn't know who they play next, and I don't think we still do. But. Well, we don't know who they're playing. We don't know they're playing tonight. <laughs> uh, Coach Roberts basically told us. <laughs> it's, it's a region <laughs> so, tournament. I don't know that region. So, they're starting their road to the championship, I guess. Oklahoma in the house. Oklahoma will be in the house. Yeah, they should win tonight, though, according to Coach Roberts. So, if you're you're a betting man, that's the way to go. And what, what better are you going to do with it? It's going to be raining, man. Go, go to a basketball game. It's not going to get your high dog. Well, I, I, let's, go ahead. Let's, let's go ahead and start with that because uh, the high schools basically came out and they got the brackets out. What was it, Saturday night is when the brackets I started seeing I, I pop up everywhere? So. Yeah. Um, and so I went to the high school league. I went ahead and pulled them out. And uh, sure enough, we got a – well, the majority. I, th- I don't think there is a Lake, not a Lakelands team um, that's represented either on the boys' side or the girls' side uh, one way or the other. Each school has somebody that seems to be going uh, in that regard. 5A is just loaded. We don't have a 5A. This will be interesting next year when you look who's yeah. in 5A with J.L. Mann and um, you know Spring Valley and some of these others. Uh, T.L. Hanna will be involved in all of that uh, as well. So we'll take a, a deeper look into that next year. But 4A this year, uh, looking at the girls' side and what uh, – uh, has been going on. The girls took third in region. Of course, Pickens took second, and Greenville took fourth with Westside taking the top spot and winning the region in this one. Greenville's going to end up uh, girl-wise. Uh, they're the 12th seed overall, going to be taking on the fifth seed, and uh, number two in region four, that's going to be the Aiken Hornets. I just think about what he said before he left about. That's also who the guys are going to get to. And it's going to be two different nights, Stan. Yeah, so. one of them's on Tuesday night and the next one's on Wednesday. Yeah, it starts so. tomorrow night and then Why Wednesday night for the both guys. On the exactly. Same scheduling, night. scheduling would say would dictate, hey, they, both teams are coming down, I guess. I guess we're going to Aiken. We're going to there. Both teams go okay, there. Okay, so let's make it, a, let's make it a doubleheader or whatever. Just get it done. So, but yeah, good luck to them. I mean, like I said, we, we've been kind of, you know, Coach Child started so slow, and then all of a sudden, they kind of lulled through, and then all of a sudden, they got hot. <laughs> they got hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he took and on then, some good teams. And that's what I think what, that's what he, he was kind of uh, alluding to, the fact that a lot of times scheduling matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like Coach Craig and Coach Liner get together and say, who's going to outdo the other in <laughs> tough games? <laughs> and there, there's nothing wrong with that, Coach Baker. I don't know if yeah. you want to do that yet in baseball, but um, if anybody would, it would be Coach Baker because yeah, he's, yeah. he's got a rock out, a solid team over there. But it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be two very difficult games against playoff teams that we don't generally play well against on the road. So we got we got to change what's been happening in the past and go down. And maybe who plays – the girls play tonight or the boys? Uh, girls play tomorrow night. Um, okay, boys play. Yeah, and boys play Wednesday, Wednesday night, Valentine's night. You know. 
let we're gonna have to, Coach Shiles gonna have to lead it off, and let, then we're gonna let Coach <laughs> Gray go down and get his. So, yep. be a yep. fun time. Well, when you look at the boys' side of the bracket, um, with Greenwood taking third overall, Westside took second. Greenville ended up winning the region with Berea coming in at number four. Uh, Berea's got to take on North Augusta, who has been struggling. This that may not be an easy win for North Augusta, so we'll see where it ends there. But uh, Westside, I don't think uh, we'll see how they do against Midland Valley. Midland Valley's pretty solid. They are. They play defense. <laughs> they yeah. play a really good defense. Some basketball, not that West Side's not, but then you got Greenville, uh, number one seed in Region One, taking on the four seed in Region Four in South Aiken. Um, and Greenville is the real deal, basketball wise. They are, but I'm telling you, Tom, that for a one four matchup, that's not the easiest a matchup that you can get would be a South Aiken team. I mean, years past, that's been a team that's been dangerous, and they usually come from the bottom of the pile to do it. I wouldn't be stunned if we talk about it Thursday that they upset Greenville. And I would you talk you about think? throwing something into uh, the apple cart? <laughs> if you let that happen, look out. I look more at the West Side being an, an upset than I do the Greenville. We had to mark them down. I think Greenville's just got <laughs> too much. Yeah, if West Side can get by Midland Valley, yeah, I think that's going to be the matchup of that, the, that's that probably one. the best yeah. out of those two region yeah. games. Berea's, you know. Either, if Berea wins against North Augusta, it's well-deserved. And it's probably because there was player too sick on North Augusta's team. Well, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my heart if Berea did beat them. <laughs> well, mean, we all know we, yeah, we want Berea. We, we will be yeah, Bulldog we'll fans be, during we'll, that yeah, game. Yeah, so. we'll be pulling for them. I think we concur on that one. <laughs> I think we all agree on that one. All right. Uh, on the girls' side in 3A, the Emerald Vikings, uh, they ended up being the third seed out of Region 4. They drew the two seed from Region 2, that being the Powdersville Patriots. And it's uh, going to be interesting to see how that goes because uh, the winner of that game um, could end up uh, with a uh, uh, taking on Broom, who was the four seed, and I believe um, so. With the girls, um, the winner of uh, Emerald Powdersville gets the Daniel Broom matchup. Okay. So I mean, it, it you know outside of Powdersville, it looks pretty promising because Daniel's had an easy cruise through their region for the most part overall. Uh, you know, Seneca ended up being number four in that region with. Um, um, Travelers Rust being the third seed to go along with that. So Emerald could get, uh, you know, a, a second-round game, maybe even a quarterfinal game as a possibility. Yep. That's what you got to do. That's the way you look at it. I mean, yep. you're, you lose one, you're out, Bo. Announcement is give it, get it and go, and you don't look back. There's, like, you know, there's no forgetting something last night. We, we talk about that all the time. Go play your game and win it. So get out there and get after it. And then on the boys' side, um, we told you last week that the boys definitely had secured a win at the beginning of the week, and uh, it didn't matter where they finished or, or you know what game they played uh, on Friday, win or lose, they were automatically going to be in. They're going to be the four seed. They get the Ren Hurricanes in round number one, um, that being a, a Region 2, Region 4 matchup. And the winner of that game would get Seneca Broom as the matchup there. But, uh, you know, you know, Powdersville Union, uh, you got Travelers Rest, Wahala, Woodruff, Fountain Inn in that upper bracket. Emerald's got the tougher side of that upper state bracket with Seneca, Broom, Clinton, Southside, uh, Blue Ridge, and Pendleton. That's, mm. that's, that's, a, that's a bracket. That, that's one time that you just <laughs> shake your head and say, oh, let's go get it. <laughs> so, which Coach Cook and then the best is they go out and, like I said, let's, it's in a year now. These guys want to play. They still want to play for something, Tom. They're not going to give up. They're going to go out and give it their all. 
Going to get after it. And then uh, you, you look at the girls in Region two, or, uh, excuse me, a 2A. Uh, you got the uh, Region Champs and the Saluda Tigers for the ladies, uh, number one seed out of Region 2. They're lucky enough to uh, go ahead and, and draw the Batesburg-Leesville ladies who were the number four seed out of Region 3 in that regard. and um, the, That'll you know, the, be a pack, Jim. It will. That'll be a money night. It's a good game. You know, the, win- the winner of that game ends up getting the girls from either Keenan and Liberty. <laughs> Matchup. <laughs> well, probably your old Keenan. <laughs> well, you know, that's probably what's going to end up happening. You know them Keenan girls. Well, that, that, that's a long travel for whoever has to travel. They have to go to Saluda. Because oh, okay. Keenan's a two seed and Liberty's a three seed. Okay. Who, who ended up winning Region 4? Let me find out. Great Collegiate won Region 4. So, Great Collegiate girls beat Keenan girls. Wow. That was yeah. one I hadn't seen. Yeah. And then the 96 Wildcats play Wednesday night as well. They'll be taking on Blacksburg uh, at Blacksburg, so they'll be going on the <laughs> road there. But congrats uh-huh. to them. Uh, you know, 96 getting a, uh, a three seed out of their region to go along with it. And Stan, I always joke about leave now. Leave Monday afternoon to go to Blacksburg, but yeah. um, like I said, it's I think they're used to that track. No, they used yeah. to a little track up there to the not even up here in them hills. That's way above, but up there toward that the Big Peach Tower right near Gaffney. So they got it. It's a, it's a good road game, but I mean, like I said, they're ready to go. They'll play. They'll practice hard the next two days, and then they'll go get it. Then in boys 2A uh, basketball uh, playoff start tomorrow night, um, you'll have the four seed from Region 2, the Saluda Tigers, taking on Greer Middle College, who is the one seed out of Region 1. That'll be the top bracket. By the way, Gray Middle um, is the top seed out of all of this. You also have Strom Thurmond taking on Eclair. Uh, Newberry taking on Batesburg-Leesville, which is, you know, part of that black and blue region that used to be back in the uh, early 2000s. You've got Keenan taking on Blacksburg. That'll be the first part of the upper bracket complete there. Lower part has Fox Creek and Columbia, Landrum, Midland, or Mid-Carolina, Gray Collegiate and Chesney. Um, that'll be at Gray. Gray, the number one seed. And then Abbeville, they're going to take on the Silver Bluff Bulldogs uh, at home. They'll get a first-round game uh, over there at the Big A, taking on Silver Bluff. And they played well at home the last month. Yeah. That home that home court has, has held its own really well. And but i tell you what now, Tom, that's the tough team they're going against. Well, Silver Bluff is, uh, yeah, the real deal. I mean, and <laughs> if, that if, whole region, we just kept beating up if, on each other. If Abbeville wins that one and Gray wins theirs, does that make for an Abbeville-Gray matchup? That Abbeville would round? be going to Gray at that Holy brand new gymnasium. Here we go again. <laughs> we might ride this time. I, I hear too many stories about that trip between them teams. We might be missing out on something fun. <laughs> <laughs> that might change our whole outlook about certain things. But, I mean, I, I, I'm glad you said that because that would be – now we do want both of them to win. Yeah. yeah we, we want the drama, right? We do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And think about it. This will be one of the last times it happens. I mean, because Avalon's down and – And Greg goes up. up. So, yeah. you know. All right. In uh, 1A girls, uh, congrats to the McCormick Chiefs. They got uh, they won region both the boys and the girls uh, basketball-wise for Region 2. Uh, the two seed was Calhoun Falls in the ladies' department. The three seed was the Dixie Hornets, and the four seed ended up being the Ware Shoal Hornets in that regard. So McCormick, uh, they're going to be at home against Great Falls. Should be a good matchup there. The two seed, Calhoun Falls, the ladies will choose uh, to stay at home against C.A. Johnson. So C.A. Johnson has to go there and then um, see Dixie 
gets to go on the road, they'll be taking on Macby. And uh, once again, it's over there in the Sand Hills. And <laughs> number four, where Shoals, they get Louisville. They're going to go on the road to Louisville. Louisville, one of the top seeds uh, in this uh, 2A ladies' bracket. And, that, I, I, and that's where our Lakeland scene really came in was in this year in basketball. They, they came in at what – both girls and guys, right? Yep. Both so. girls and guys. And it'll be a repeat of those same four teams here <laughs> as you look down the guys. Uh, the four seed wear Shoals and the men's. They get C.A. Johnson, who is a one seed. You got uh, the three seed Calhoun Falls taking on Macby. They'll go on the road to Macby. The two seed Dixie is at home against Louisville. And then, of course, the number one seed, the McCormick Chiefs, are at home against Great Falls. So both the guys and the girls get Great Falls. Um, and that'll be another Tuesday Wednesday matchup with two of the same teams playing, but you got to go there twice. I'm not going to say is, is McCormick and Calhoun Falls are they going to allow people in? <laughs> that's what I was just trying to <laughs> they say. They just want to lay each other <laughs> in. Uh, that's you know. <laughs> I was just saying. I said I'm not going to say that. I was going to say pack the gyms, but I'm not going to say that. But um, I, and like I said, I, I let me applaud someone because like I said, evidently for there was a threat for both. Sheriff's Departments to take control or action over those games. One in McCormick and then one at Cowan Falls. Both of them, they felt, like, was, for that they felt yeah. like there was something serious enough that there was a threat that they did not. But, you know, you and I, I sent you the link, and they never one time panned to the scoreboard. It's just you looking at the bench <laughs> to see who was going in. Coach Pratt does do a good job helping the girls team out, by the way. Um, but I, it would be a shame with Great Falls and McCormick and nobody can get in that place. So, but there again, you just got to stay attention to your Facebook. Um, like I said, one A man. Let's. I would say let's say pack the gyms, let them in, yeah, let, them let them go, let them play. Let and them it play. just seems to be when they play each other seems to be the big thing. Well, it you started got these with other teams it started with Lincoln and McCormick, and, yeah. and me being in the area I live in down there, it's always been like that. So that's <laughs> nothing new to that area. All right, so that's uh, where the basketball playoffs go, and they all begin uh, tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun watching uh, all of those uh, over the course of. Uh, the next two days along with that. The uh, team wrestling has come to an end. They had the championships uh, this past weekend to go along with that. In Class uh, 1A-2A, it was Chesney, the big winners. They beat uh, Buford. Class 3A, Gilbert won over West Oak. Eastside had no problem with Lugoff Elgin. And then in 5A, Fort Mill surprised everybody and ended up beating Somerville, Somerville. to uh, end the um, tournament down there at Dreer High School on Saturday. So congrats to all the winners in that regard. Now we go on uh, next week to the individual championships in which Greenwood has 14 going. <laughs> Emerald has, I think, uh, seven going, and I think everybody over at 96 is going. Dixie's got a few. Abbeville's got a couple that are going. It's going to be championship city. I Lakeland's, think, Lakeland's. Lakeland's hot, yeah. man. I'm telling you, Lakeland's hot. So looking for a lot of trophies coming back that way. Yep. As well. All right, we are at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. If you haven't checked out their new Facebook page, as of yet, you need to do so. It'll tell you everybody that is uh, coming and playing music here on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. They had a full slate of folks that were here for uh, Super Bowl weekend to go along with that uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Got more coming uh, as well. And uh, when you look at it, I had to go back on the Facebook page and look and see what they were having today. It was a cheeseburger special today. I forgot all about the cheeseburger. That's what I ended up having uh, as well. Tomorrow's the uh, two hot dogs with chili and mustard. Yep. 
So uh, no, wait a minute, you're a northerner. You might throw a little crowd on that. I would throw, yeah, I throw a little pickle relish on that bad boy. There you go. Did you uh, did you get the cheeseburger wrap or did you get the cheeseburger? No, I got the cheeseburger. Ooh, he went out there. He he went, he went rogue. I did. Hey, (laughs) the reason I did that is because yesterday I ended up having um, (laughs) a pasta dish Mm -hmm. that had uh, ravioli, but it had a pear inside of it so it was like little raviolis with a piece of pear in it it was like having you know your meal and dessert all in one okay um it was too healthy for me i needed okay. something that was that was going to fill me up i was going to say <laughs> hence the reason we don't shop together um but uh, yeah. <laughs> come on out to howard's b-rad's getting everything ready uh here getting ready for happy hour as well that begins at four o'clock so you want to come on by and enjoy all the festivities going here at howard's on main and if you are looking for somebody to cater an event he's got you covered there as well yeah all right, let's take a look now uh, at some of the things that are going on in the college ranks and all kinds of things that are going on. We'll get to the Super Bowl, guys. Don't worry about that. Uh, I've got that loud and clear. That's going to be up here as well. But you look at the uh, men's basketball for Erskine, um, and they just uh, had a run into the number one team in uh, uh, Conference Carolina, UNC <laughs> Pembroke, um, 88-34 the final on this one. And uh, Pembroke now 17-5, 11-2 in the uh, conference uh, men's basketball for Erskine, 4-18, and 0-14. But they've got four wins, which is more than they had last year. So Every game's a stride because, like I said, that the Pembroke won the conference last year, right? They did. That's what I thought. Um, that's a good basketball team, 11-2 conference. That's solid. Yeah, but they, they held Erskine to just 34% shooting, 15 of 44. From the Smothering field. And defense. That, that is just unbelievable defense to go along with that. Uh, Erskine was also, what, 19% from three-point line, um, three of 16. So, I mean, they, you just, they couldn't win. They also, uh, the you know, rebounding battle, they just smothered the boards as well uh, as far as rebounds, 37 to 17. That's why we get coached back in there. I want to ask you, because, you know, we, we oftentimes talk about it. As a coach, if you ever look at your player and just quit shooting, Please pass the ball. I mean, when you when you're when you're struggling to make a basket, I mean, just pass the ball. Trying to that's when a coach you got to call timeout and reset the game, I guess. And well, this might be where the turnovers happen, and they tried to pass the ball. Uh, turnovers okay. nineteen to eight. I might be. You might be right. <laughs> you should, you should have led with that one, man. That way, I wouldn't even thought about the other. But yeah, that's that would have a lot you know, to do with. Uh, but like I said, they just they they just ran into Bunsaw and Pembroke. They're and, a great and, team. Yeah, they are. We'll see what happens. They got Belmont Abbey coming up next. <laughs> uh, that is going to be uh, today. So we'll uh, follow along and hopefully get. Uh, some more information for you on that one. As far as the Erskine men's volleyball, they almost pulled it out against North Greenville. I mean, it came close. Uh, first set was 25-22 in favor of Erskine. Uh, they lost the second set 25-16, lost the set, uh, third set 25-23. They won the fourth set 20, or 22-25, and then that took it to a fifth set where North Greenville beat them by 3-15-12 to uh, in the final set to win two games to three games. That's Howard's volleyball team right here, Clyde and Barry. They'll take on Erskine anytime, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just put Clyde up there along that fence. We'll see. You know, Barry will set it up for Clyde. Yeah. Fat white men. Be ready to take your place in there. Be ready to take that spot. 
All right. So, uh, you know, I mean, that would have been a huge win. That would have been a conference win as well uh, to go along with that if they could get by North Greenville. And we'll have to see how they do uh, coming up in their next match this coming Friday night. They'll take on Lee's McRae College, and that one will be uh, uh, at home. So, you still, over there at you still have to go back and look at the fact this team's only been in existence for a couple of years. So for them to be competitive doing what they're doing now, imagine after they get that another year into that belt, how good they are going to be in the yeah. volleyball. Well, they're five and four right now. They're one and one in conference play to go along with it after this loss. So they still got a lot of volleyball to play. Oh, yeah. Maybe the basketball coach needs to go over there and look at a couple <laughs> of them volleyball players. <laughs> if he can't get somebody to come over and get a rebound or two. I'll stand. You know it's all about the academics at Erskine, man. Come on. I think the football team can't went over that. and got those guys for wide receivers. Yeah. Oh, that okay. would help. <laughs> Seriously. So, all right. Uh, track and field at Erskine. Uh, Marlos was the big star in the team challenge. And, of course, he was uh, doing the shot put. To go along, or I shouldn't say the shot put. What is it? The, the hammer throw? Hammer throw. Is what he's involved That's in. That's the good one, man. So that's the fun one. So, uh, you know, congrats to him. But they uh, ended up – Grayson Marlowe was first in, the, in that uh, hammer throw. You also had uh, Sean Jones um, in the 60-meter hurdles and took fourth place in 8.73 seconds. You had Angel uh, Garland in the mile, took second place in four minutes and 22 seconds. That still just draws my mind that they yeah. are running, <laughs> you know, under 430 miles to go along with it. Joey Tinsdale. 800-meter dash in a minute 55. He took first, and uh, Haylin Button took fourth in the 60-meter dash, and he went, what, seven seconds, .05 to go along with it. So those are some of the big names to go along with. The guys on the girls' side, you got uh, Catherine Thomas ended up taking second in the 800-meter dash at 222.01 to go along with that uh, as well. And then I think, uh, was it Emma Emerson ended up 10th in the weight throw going 11.05 meters. We get some good weather. We should go out there just to check it out. Because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get a text today, and they're going to say, did I hear Tom Carroll right? Lander, I mean, um, Erskine has a track team. <laughs> yeah, they do. And they're pretty good. So, Yep. And then, of course, uh, where everybody was, Erskine baseball, the fleet uh, got past Barry in 14 innings yesterday, ended up winning the series overall uh, against Barry. Um, uh, Barry right now is 1-5. and five. Erskine improves to 3-4 and four after being swept by Lander uh, the following weekend, the uh, previous weekend before that. But, um, you know, the big 14 innings at Fur Bloom Field on Saturday, wrapping up the weekend contest to get that Sunshine State Conference. That much needed there. Yep. Much needed. So, with that, uh, turn our attention now towards the Lander Bearcats because they had uh, all kinds of things uh, and fun that were happening um, as well. Matter of fact, uh, the ladies, uh, uh, when when you look at uh, the softball wise, they ended up winning against Claflin nine to one in the game number one, and then uh, turn around and beat Erskine in game number two eight to nothing on Saturday. That's how you start a season and so, for yeah. your softball, man. That's, that's incredible. But 17 runs in route to a 2-0 day. They had, uh, of course, uh, Brianna Serrano uh, kickoff classic is what they had is what they had over there at the Lander softball field to go along with it. But imagine 17 runs in two games. Sorrento, isn't her name Sorrento? Isn't she the, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she's the real deal. <laughs> she's solid. I think, I think that's her name. I'm pretty sure yep. it is. Okay. And then uh, on the guy's side, um, 
when you look at uh, where the baseball wise is, they had a pretty good weekend, uh, splitting a you know doubleheader with uh, Lincoln Memorial on Saturday. They uh, Lincoln Memorial won the first game thirteen to five, and Lander bats got hot, returned the favor nineteen five in game number two. Coach Burke got yeah. the, the bats rolling. So uh, big, <laughs> big team there. But it's it's still early to see what ha- what's going to happen. I'm I'm anxious to see, uh, you know, how the hitters go. You got uh, Connor Dozer, Oliver Zahn, Bennett Nowen. Um, so you got some big names uh, that we're going to learn about this year over the course of the next couple of weeks. We should know a little bit more as the competition is going to start getting tougher. I think it's cool that you're going to have a Lincoln Memorial that uh, they probably got snow out there where they're at, and, <laughs> and they're coming here to play baseball. Kind of like Michigan State used to do with Furman and those yeah. other to get some big games from the Big Ten teams down here. But that's pretty fun that it's like the basketball rivalry between Coach Omar and his former team has collected to every other sport here at Lander too because it's like everybody wants to come to Lander or play against Lander. <laughs> That's true. That was baseball-wise we just talked about. I know. Yeah. Basketball-wise, how about Coach Omar? He ends up tying it up uh, in a first-place tie now with North Greenville uh, as they end up beating Andrews uh, – or I should say Andrews scored 17. They ended up uh, pulling up a big win. Um, uh, why am I blanking who they played? It was Clayton State, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's Clayton like, State. Yeah, yeah. I had to go back and look. But it was Clayton State, 85-78 in this one. But it, more importantly, it puts them in a first-place tie with North Greenville. And if you remember, North Greenville came down. Lander beat them at Finish Horn Arena. Now they've got to go to North Greenville on Wednesday. Ooh. This is going to be a battle of first place right here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the third place is still sitting two games back. So, uh, this is, you know, I think it'll be first and second. They'll battle for first and second in, in conference play. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know what to tell you about that game other than it's, it's going to be loaded and opened up uh, big time for North Georgia. It's going to be packed up there. I've been impressed with Andrews the way he's he's matured as he's gone along through the season. So now he's starting to double-double, and he didn't do that at the beginning of the year. He's starting to mature as a, as a player. Yeah, he made five of seven from behind the three-point arc mm. against uh, Clayton State. So. That's that's good, fifteen. Yeah, when you look at the conference rankings right now, North Georgia and Lander are in first place. You got uh, USC Aiken sitting there at the third spot at eight and four. Georgia Southwestern follows that, followed by Augusta, Flagler, Columbus State, uh, Buford, Georgia College and State University, and Clayton State there at the very bottom at three and nine. And you so. don't normally see Clayton State that low. No. They're usually at best like a two or three seed, so something's going on down there. They might have, maybe they got a new coach this year. I don't know. I don't think so, but something's happening down there. All right. So that's what's going on there. And um, oh gosh, I wanted to bring up uh, the ladies' basketball team, and I didn't. I didn't have that right in front of me because I do believe that they got a win this weekend as well. Correct? Did you see it? I didn't see it. To be honest with you, um. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know if they won. There was one. There was, was it the lacrosse team that won? I don't remember. I, I'm like y'all. I looked at <laughs> And I'm blanking on that now because, yeah, you're talking I'm about lacrosse. Remember, I'm trying to remember which one won and which one lost. I think lacrosse went to Clemson this week or this weekend from Lander played at Clemson lacrosse. So. Yeah, we. I dropped the ball on that one time, Carol. That's my bad. I had plenty of time. I was laying around, but <laughs> that's all right. Um, they played Clayton State as well. Lander fell in overtime. Okay. Um, ended up being the final in that one. Uh, when you look at it, and uh, 
yeah, they lost by two. So, uh, but Clayton State's a pretty good team too, and especially in the girls this year on the girls side. Yeah. So, with that being said, that's kind of the local wrap up. Let's turn it now towards the uh, big guns as far as the uh, bowl series, I guess you would call them, or the Division One group. Uh, taking a look at Clemson and Carolina and where they stand as of right now. Uh, you made mention when I saw you Saturday that the Lady Tigers ended up with a narrow win, possible. And they ended up losing in overtime to the Hurricanes, 75-72. This is one where, um, you know, Amari Robinson had a huge night, 24 points uh, to go along with it. Uh, also, uh, Rudy Horn had seven rebounds along with Robinson. Uh, Deshaunette uh, Harris had six assists. Uh, but the big thing, that, that they did all of this, and they did it without their big gun in McKenzie, who was out due to illness. You also had uh, Danielle Ronch, uh, Maddie Claus, all out due to some injuries as well. I mean, this is a team that was banged up and went in and took on a top 25 team. Yeah, McKenzie being out, that's where um, Melanie Yacht came in to, to, to fill in that role. But Deshante, Deshante Harris, we, they call her Day Harris for short, but she is the one that's really made this team come on in the fire. Amari Robinson's going to get her – I think she's averaging 22 a game, maybe, in the ACC. She's going to get hers. And Ruby Whitehorn's been the star the past two years of that team, and now she's settling down a little bit. I was going to be funny for a minute, but this was, that loss right there put me in the hospital, seriously. So. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. Uh, leave it to Clemson women's basketball to put me in there. But uh, <laughs> that was the first thing I said to you when I saw you. I was like, hey, you did keep up with the girls. I was like, yeah, no. And I was thinking we were talking about. But, yeah, that was a really good game. We talked about it Thursday. Road game. Yeah. Hurricanes 12 and one at home. Almost. That's the game they needed. That's the game they needed. That's the game they needed. Some of those games that the men lost, you know, um, you got to find a way to win those games. Uh, I mean, when you're that – I mean, of course, okay, you tied up, you go to overtime. Okay, so, okay, we got a few more minutes now. Let's – Let's see if we can't finish these next five one point better than the other team. And uh, I don't know what happened in the overtime, but uh, a tough loss. That's a tough. And like I said, there's no close victories at hand grades. I mean, hand grenades. But uh, like I said, good win. Good. I mean, excuse me. Good road game. Loss. Come on. I'll win you a couple more games. And as we found out, what. Last on Thursday, there's a good many games left in yeah. in college left. So there's a good what two weeks, Tom Carroll. Yeah, about well, three almost weeks? four. Yeah, almost yeah, about four a little over maybe. three. Yeah, that's right. So, so you got to win your games now. Yeah, starts with Georgia Tech Thursday, and the Tigers will be back home at Little John. The Lady Tigers will on uh, the 15th of February, and that tip off will be about seven o'clock. If you want to head on out that way, I think the Rick women are pretty they good they, too. They need to they need to feel that. Well, they're not going to feel it, but. You know, get some students out there and support this team. I mean, they had a little rough shake there, and then they won a few, and then a little rough. They're, they're starting to play, and, you know, when you can play a Miami to an overtime game, I mean, you played a top 25 team. Now let's come home and take this Georgia Tech. Let's, let's take the same enthusiasm and – dedication and whatever else you want to call it that we took into Miami. Let's bring it back to Little John and let's get us a win. Mm -hmm. 
Speaking of winning teams, uh, how about them Gamecocks? Number one uh, looks super on Sunday for Super Sunday. Uh, 85-65, big win over UConn. And we had talked about UConn just decimated with injuries. I think UConn did well despite the fact uh, they had all the injuries they did. Let's remember, too, that South Carolina did not have Cardoza, who was playing for Brazil in the uh, Olympic qualifier. By the way, they did not qualify. Oh, um, when you look at it, I didn't uh, see that. yeah, I went, I went back and looked at it um, Not- this morning, and they're in that same region with Australia, oh. Germany, Serbia, and Brazil, and um, uh, Australia ended up winning all three. They went three and zero. Oh. Germany went uh, two and one. Serbia went one and two, and Brazil scoreless. They got shut out 0-3. three. Here's a question for Stan. All right, Stan, we know the girls played on that team. It was LA, which is Amir. From the Gamecocks, it was Boston and it was Cordoza. Which team missed their player the most? And I got to go to WNBA now for you. Did 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 the did Boston's team miss her because they are in first place? By the way, Boston didn't go. Boston played with. She's on that team. She's she's on the USA team. Oh, I thought she was but on the yes. team with her. Not no, with Brazil. Uh, no. no. Oh, I thought she went Brazil. with them. I think okay. she was no, when Boston. she was in in college. I think I she was thinking it had know, but, a me uh, here and Boston played with Cordoza. No, no, that's what I thought. A me here. Is with the Canadian national team. Okay, I got you. Boston's with the USA Olympic team. And I think she's the only, I don't know, because all of them are pros (laughs) now. uh, And then uh, Cordoza with Brazil. So, you know, it's, uh, it's getting interesting down there. But I don't think Boston played. Or the the just, U.S. may not have played yet, yeah. but she did not. I think I did see. They, I think um, they have won one. I think they, they did have. play. They, um, yeah, I think they me, won one. Let me double check. But uh, that was one of the things I found interesting was, and I didn't know it until they mentioned it at, on the game the other day, that uh, when Cordoza was talking to Staley and, and the Brain Trust at Carolina, the one thing she told them is that she would come to school down there. She'd love to come to school down there. But the school had to allow her to go play with her national team for her to come down there. So that's why they ended up, up where they did. With with her missing two ball games and one of them being against number eleven Connecticut. You know, and, and everybody's thinking, Well, you know, how's this gonna work for Carolina? You're missing a double double machine and it went on. They, they had did, no problem. They didn't miss it. <laughs> didn't miss a beat. Ashland Watkins you know, on the defensive side, Chloe Page Backers being back for UConn and how much that was going to help UConn. And, you know, Beckers is a great player. Don't get me wrong. She scored 20. But she had to play the whole game because UConn was down. Uh, and even uh, Geno said it after the game. To win a game like this, you've got to have – Better players than what we've got. But we could have been more competitive if we had played smart. And when we did make mistakes, Carolina capitalized on them. It yeah. wasn't like we just made a mistake and they didn't know. Carolina was good enough to capitalize on the mistakes. Yeah, USC bench was just unreal, 19 to 3 point wise against UConn. So. I mean, well, and Pow Pow come out there and hit about four threes in the first quarter. So You heard me. Now, see, as much as you holler, you heard me from Hooters and Augusta. Cause as soon as she shot in verse three, it was Pow Pow. And about a week ago, I got kicked out. And then the girls know what was going on. 
<laughs> she just heard me pop, Alan. But like I said, that's what you got to do when you lose a certain player. But I like there was something that, that was said. It wasn't between Dawn and Gino, but – she said, Gino kind of chooses what player is not going to play in his. And then he tells everybody else that she's not going to play because she's still hurt. And I think Paige Beaker's playing was a big surprise to Don yeah, Saley. I do too. I, I think he tried to pull a little bit of a fast one right there. But to me, though, Annette Edwards was the star of that game. For, for, I mean, she had 20. I mean, I know yeah. you said that, that Beaker's had 22. But yeah. I, I know Edwards had 20, but she also had like 16 or 17 rebounds, a big double-double for her. Yeah. And that's really what kept that team in there. I think Shade had a pretty good game playing. But they're a good basketball team. Let's just, I mean, you kind of well, thought they, number, have a good they team. were number 11 in the nation. I mean, and you don't get those numbers put in front of your name if you don't. You don't if have you a good team. Want some. Yeah. But this makes, I think, what was it, six or yeah. seven ranked teams that Carolina has now beat. And most of them have been by double figures with the exception of LSU. And that was a six, eight point game. So. I think. We figured it out, Tom Carroll. Me, me and Stan had a private conversation. I think we figured this out. Don't bring your one, one woman show to Carolina. You better bring your team. And I'm talking about <laughs> Caitlin Clark or whoever. Carolina plays better when you got a one person or one lady decide they're going to fire everything up because they're going to let it shoot it. And if she don't hit it, it's over. We're going to play defense, We're going and we're going to shut it down. You cannot play against this team. And I, like I said, I had a – it's taken me a couple of years to come around this way of thinking about Dawn's defense and stuff. But she doesn't care about star players. No, she doesn't. She doesn't try to shut them down. I don't know how many times Beaker shot the ball. Yes, I didn't write that down. But, I didn't either. I mean, it was one of those things. Right. If, if you do, I'm just mentioning Caitlin Clark because there's a, there's a possibility mm-hmm. that we do meet a team like that down the road. And, I mean, so if you, if you just got a one – Horse show, it's not going to win in at Columbia. I'm just telling you, and it's not going to win in the play in the brackets. Well, I think something you gotta, else teams got to win it. Something else that I've seen watching some of these teams that Carolina played, and and they were ranked teams. I mean, just like with UConn. I mean, within four minutes of the game starting, Staley's already subbing people, and UConn's, you know, he finally had to sub when one of his girls took a hard fall she cramped up too yeah. and she he took her out and as soon as she got okay he put her back in but you can't play a team that's playing 10 different players with five mm-hmm. six you can't do it well it's in south carolina had out. nine players play 14 minutes yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, depth yeah. Huge. yeah yeah depth is huge man you can't there's no way to beat depth that's what i'm saying and, and with the team it's like Coach said before he walked out, you use the term all the time, X's and O's, Jimmy's yeah. and Joe's. That's Josette's down there, and they're loaded. I love the sheer fact that she said, all right, Watkins, Cordoza's not here. I need you to step up. You get the yeah. rebounds. Yeah. Chloe, down low, scoring. And I just imagine what, like I told Stan, I mean, Chloe probably missed two or three layups in both halves, and she still ends up like, Right at 70% for the field shooting. So, I mean, that was a good win for the Gamecocks. That was number 11 coming in, and it it, it don't get any easier for the Gamecocks. I mean, we're going to continue to play tough teams. And this is the first time in four years that UConn had been beaten mm-hmm. by 18 or more. Mm-hmm. Well, the last team that beat them was South Carolina. number one, South Carolina, <laughs> too. So, I think Don's kind of owned him here lately. But, you know, um, sorry to get that. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what the coach at Stanford is just – 
Well, she didn't retire. Vanderveer. Vanderveer. She yeah. says he's not going to get his wins because he's going to be going up in the NCAA tournaments against Don Staley. Yeah. And he's not going to win those games. I don't think she was able to punt at him or punch at him. It's just the fact that when it comes to big games, he's not the guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Don well, is. Well, he doesn't have the players that he used right. to have. I mean, and if you look at it all over, it's, it's in the men's and the women's game. The, the talent is being spread out more. Uh, that's why you keep having the Stanfords, the Iowas, the LSUs, the Ole Misses. These teams are getting players. Now, it may just be like Iowa with Caitlin mm-hmm. Clark. They've got one girl that's going to put 40 on the board every night. Well, you can play defense against that one. You can't go out there and play his own defense against her because she's got other players, but she's going to just keep knocking them down. But uh, you watch – and I, I watch some of the highlight shows and, and watch some of these other games from some of the other conferences that are being played. And they talk about, oh, this team's playing such good defense. I'm sitting there looking. That team is slow. <laughs> they might be playing defense, but they are playing a slow defense. They're not getting any steals. They're not getting a lot of rebounds. And then you flip over there and it's showing a Carolina and them girls are in their face bodying them up and these girls don't know what to do about it. That's what happened at LSU in yeah. that game. Yeah. They're just out physical. And I think they've got a new perception to the team. It's not about we're just going to go out there and shoot the ball. We're going to play defense. We're going to rebound and we're going to shut you down. And I just, like I said, I used Caitlin as an example because I thought about the game yesterday. Yeah. As a team, they lost that game. And they lost a home game because she was more in a bit more worried about her points to break this record that she's trying to get to. As a coach, that's the coach's fault. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that game went overtime, and she missed three or four threes at the end of at the end of it. And they were not threes that you would want her to take. But the coach is just letting her fire them on up. Offensive rebound back to Caitlin Clark. It's been an easy game for me and you, Duba. Back to Caitlin Clark. Back to Caitlin Clark. <laughs> that kind of thing, and. That's where you – and that game's going to hurt them. We talked about that, Stan. Yeah. That game, a home loss is going to hurt their record. And that's what, like, Coach was talking about. That's what they look at. Those are the wins they look at over, over those games. And that's a Nebraska team that will be on the bubble to get in from the ladies' side. And that loss, man, look out. It may all go all the way back to Caitlin Clark. Right. All right, uh, just so you know, Team USA and the ladies' side qualification match, they went 3-0. and um, Belgium went two and one, Nigeria one and two, and Senegal went zero oh and three in that uh, bracket. So, okay, well, that's a tough bracket for us too, though. But I mean, now, getting over to the men's side of things, Clemson goes up to Syracuse, New York, <laughs> a very tough environment that we all know. It's tough to win a game up there, and some kind of way, seventy-seven they, sixteen, they, yeah. they didn't trip over. They didn't trip over their own feet and lose this one, and. Of course, Girardi, I think, after playing up there for four million years, <laughs> you know, he was used to the environment, so he stuck about 18 on his former team real quick. So, uh, But a big win for Clemson, another quad one. I guess you could call that a quad one win. I, that quad one and quad I – I can't figure out who's a quad one and who's a quad two anymore, but – uh, yeah, to leave it to the experts to figure yeah. it out. We'll just, we'll we had one right here. We know it was a good win for Clemson. Because uh, Coach said the Carolina, the Clemson game and Carolina game was a – that's the game that that's going to get them win. in. Yeah. And he said that's the game. And that's what Lenardi said the other day. The guy that, 
he's a professional. Lenardi's the guy. And he's already talking about me and you were talking about the guy that went two or three games yeah. in the tournament and he can come close. And Lenardi said, oh, they're, they're a shoe-in with those wins they've got. So we'll see. All right, here's Brad Brunell after the big win up there at Syracuse. Yeah, just uh, obviously really good win for us today. Um, thought we played very well in spurts, and uh, I thought Syracuse bothered us at times in spurts. We uh, we looked a little bit slow at times. I thought a couple of my big guys have not been practicing lately. They've got some stuff they're dealing with, and we looked like a couple guys hadn't practiced as much. But, uh, you know, gritty win. Uh, second half, they really came after us. Obviously, we turned the ball over, my big guys especially. Um, but I'm proud of the way our guys finished. This was a... Uh, you know, place got loud in here. It was a tough place to play, and the plays we made down the stretch um, were significant. And obviously, won us the game. So, really good win in a, in a tough environment. So you had Brad Brunell, and that was pretty much all he had to say about the post game. He went in a little more comments, uh, trying to draw out what was going on with his big man. He wouldn't let them know anything about that. But um, you know, Girardi, what can you say? You go against your former team. Uh, you want to have a good game. He definitely did, as you made mention, Stan. Um, you know, it, 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 but he's comfortable there. Let's call yeah. it what it is. He's yeah, comfortable, comfortable with those rims, knows yeah. both sides very, very well. Yeah. He had, he had his, probably his best game of the year. He did 18-4-2, but five or six from the game, four for five from three. And that's what we said. That's how you get over yeah. that hump of getting yeah. booed. Yeah. Um, P.J. Hall, man, just call him what he is, man. I, I would almost, with the ACC being down a little bit this year, I would almost put him in for player of the year possibilities pj hall because game in game out 15 10 and 3 7 and 9 that's what coach was saying when he says we shot better on the road than we have 7 by 9 that's getting it done all day long like i said last week you had a player of the game i think his name was chase hunter i'm gonna give it to him again because i mean that guy 14 3 and 7 but four steals six rebounds Six for nine from the field. <laughs> Just a, and your man Shefflin did a great job too. So anyway, great great win for the Tigers, man. And like I said, it was a game that I really I was on the edge of the seat by the time it was over because like I said, you started to see JJ Starlin come back and and Curtis Bell and Jerome Mintz and those guys at, at Syracuse they never quit. And they got back into the game and like I said, it was just all in all probably Clemson one of their better wins all year. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> I'm tired, guys. I don't I want to I want I want to finish early. Can can we finish the game early in the fourth quarter rather than saying, "Okay, I think we got this." Oh no, we don't. Yeah. Uh they come back within 2 or 4, tie it up or whatever and then end up, you know, pulling out there the last what minute and a half. Um, you know, I I I'm on pins and needles as it is. <laughs> Hey, I don't need well, anymore. Well, the thing about it. <laughs> I can't feel sorry. Okay, I'm a game cock. You, you lost sorry. a few in the last few seconds. Now, the last two or three games, you've managed to hold on and get those wins. So, you know, let's try to let's try to get the win at three minutes left to go in the game, guys. Let's don't wait till the last minute. You know we're 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 playing with fire here. We we need to win these games, and uh, they're playing a lot better than they were uh, during that little losing streak that they had. Now we've talked about some of those games and some of the officiating calls, and we might get fines and letters from the official association, but uh, I think they're going to be no, busy. Coaches. We'll I, be think, I think they're going to be busy because they're going to be sending out a lot of them. Yeah. Because I, I thought it was funny, and 
It, matter of fact, it was some of the committee that, that, like Lenardi and those guys, he said, how do you think it makes us feel to have to pick some of these games and you've had – and he was just outright with it. He said, you've had four or five just blatant, stupid play – you know, calls against teams that, that lose a game. He said, I have to take a red marker and put a check beside it and let me know a bad officiation loss that game for them on the road. <laughs> so he let them have it yesterday. And like I said, he's one of the big dogs anyway. Yeah. Well, and some of the conferences have <laughs> not so much the coaches because the coaches can't. Yeah, they can't. But the, the conferences, even some of the conferences have come out and said, look, these were bad calls. We we've got an issue. We've got to get it straightened out. But I like the one coach. I forgot who it was. Now he was saying, you know, as a coach, I can get fined. My players, you know, they can have to be disciplined for different things or fined or whatever. You know, our athletic director, our school, our fans, the only people that there's no retribution for. Are those three guys out there? The Zebras. <laughs> I like being there to talk about them too, by the way. <laughs> so we got to figure a way to have some kind of. And I know they have meetings, and and officials do get reprimanded. We know that, but uh, and coaches do have the, for lack of a better word, the blackball that they can use. But you can't blackball every official that makes a call against you, because then you won't have any. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the that's a so million just, dollar problem. You. You pull the black ball out and say, okay, well, we're going to play with him. It wasn't but one call and didn't cost us but one ball game. But then when that one ball game keeps you out of the tournament, you're going back saying, we wish we had to let that guy go. Here's what you have to look at, too. You, I noticed, like, this weekend you had a couple of big, big games. You had Gonzaga, Kentucky. Yeah. I wonder if, if you see the bigger games and you know your conference is going to have the officiating, like SEC for the Kentucky-Gonzaga game. Do you send your A1A official to do that game? So it, you, you don't look you bad would. on TV. Yeah. And then maybe that's then why we're getting some of the lesser guys at some of the other games. Even they're, they're regular SEC conference games. They should be up to par. But, I mean, like I said, I, I, I thought about it tonight because that was one game I will say. Gonzaga played a really good game. Kentucky played a really good game. And the officiating was really good. I'll, I'll give it a A-plus on that for that one game. But that's probably their best officiating crew. They, they call that game. I mean, I don't know who called the game. I just I thought it was very well done. The the fouls came out pretty even, twelve and twelve. Uh, so for a road team to get the same number of of fouls as a home team, that's saying something. All right, Clemson looking for a little revenge. They moved back to six and six in the ACC, sixteen and seven overall. But the revenge factor. Remember, they went down to Miami yep. here about a month ago. Ended up losing in overtime against the Hurricanes. Now Hurricanes coming to Little John Wednesday night, seven p.m. will be tip off between those two, and uh, that's a must win for the Tigers to get retribution. I, I really think it's a, a must win for both teams because Larinaga has struggled. They, that team struggled over the last week and a half, uh, especially on the in road games. Um, they're a really good basketball team. They they play. They're physical. But I'm telling you, I don't know that their center can keep up with PJ Hall. I think this could be a game that PJ may score 30, 35, and that's what he's going to need to do. So, if he can stay out of foul, if he can stay, well, not going. I don't care. Really. Hey, if he fouls out with a minute remaining, they go crazy. They, okay, they go nuts. With I'm going minute, with that. With a minute remaining, but I mean, they go crazy. Want, man. You don't want him to pick up two fouls in the first two minutes of the game. No, I'd already tell y'all before he goes out to jump the ball, give him two already because he, that team plays, plays so much, plays so much better when and he plays something. lights out. It's when like, he, I don't have nothing to worry about. When he's physical, <laughs> the team plays more physical. They and do. It makes a big difference. But I've been impressed with Chase Hunter. 
I know Gerard's done his thing, and I mean, I love the kid as a player anyway, but I count on him to get his. It's one of those guys, you, kind of like Mahomes. You expect him to get his stuff. I expect Gerard to get his. He just hasn't been doing it all year, but I think he's at that clutch part now that he, he knows his is coming to an end. He don't want it to. He, he's not sure he wants to go to that next level or if he's even going to go. So. All right. Um, let's talk about South Carolina. They come up with a big win uh, on uh, Saturday as well. A second-half surge, as you might want to say. They end up beating Vandy 75-60 to 60 in this one. I, I was kind of watching on my phone with this one because I was up in the mountains at the time, and I was like, mm, it's a little tighter, I think, than they wanted to. And then uh, that was about the, what, six minutes in, and then after that they ended up getting the lead and just opening it up. Uh, I think they led by, what, as many as 15 at one point? They, they did. Were, they, um, yeah, they were I mean, they, big time. But, I mean, it was a big win. I mean, at home, packed house, you know, um, those are the games that you've got to win. We've talked about it all year. Your home games are so crucial in basketball this day and time. You've got to win your home games. And then hopefully when you do go on the road like Clemson did, you can – and it's not really an upset – you were probably picked to – Clemson was probably picked to win that game. You've got to win it, though. And that's just like Carolina going to Auburn Wednesday. Now, Carolina's going to be ranked ahead of Auburn. So – but Auburn's the home team, so they're going to get the advantage. If Carolina can pull out that win in Auburn, in the jungle, Carolina was 11, wasn't it? Yeah, and I see where they can. They're the number 11. 11 They're 11. They came out right day now. 11. Yeah. So, you know, next week they'll be in the top 10. But they got to beat Auburn at Auburn, and that's going to be a tough, tough task. That's coming off a loss for Auburn. Yeah. So that's a when you got. Big time loss. For you got to look at that also. But like I said, I like this team that Paris has got. Uh, we talked about Thursday going into the game. You really. You had something to play for for ranking. Yeah. They finally got right now. And, you know, Stackhouse brought a 6-17 and 17 team yeah. in there. Not a really good basketball team for what his standards usually are. They still only had two players in double figures. But, I mean, let's let's call it just what it is. I think we got a freshman down there named CMB. Uh, Boyles, <laughs> I call him CMB for short. But 31-7-2. Um 14 out of 17, and like I said, he, he, he's that mop-up man. He's that Dennis Robin that gets under the basket and says, look, I'll get my 20 this way. Y'all go ahead and shoot all you want outside. And that's what he did, man. I mean, 31 points for this kid. And Six he played offensive defense. rebounds out of all that. Yeah. And he's just a freshman. And so he's still growing. And, and, and But he, as Coach Parrish has said, every player on this team, I love this team because every one of those players is coachable. They listen to what we say. It's not just, you know, going in one ear and out the other. They listen, and then they go out, and they do what we ask them to do. And that's what happened. At Vandy, I think, was up by four, it's, I think, at the half. Go to locker room. Okay, guys, this is what we need to do. We're not playing our ba- our game of basketball. So, you know, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that. You got to. And they come out and just blow Vandy's doors off in the second half. Uh, you're not going to be able to do that against Auburn. You're going to have to come out ready to play. Bruce Pearl's one of them guys defensively that does a lot of weird stuff when it comes to basketball and defenses. He'll switch up man-to-man zone just like this on top of you. I like what I saw. Like They, were, they interviewed um, uh, Channel 10 out of Columbia, interviewed Coach Paris. And I like what he said. He said, we'll go in the locker room and 
I'm trying not to be down on our team because you don't want to give that negative attitude. And he says, um, beside the University of South Carolina, they had a thing there, and they had to rank him beside it. And he said, all I did, they said, well, the assistant coach said something everything. And the coach said, he slammed the book down, and he said, let me ask you all something. Is that you or not? That ranking beside, is that you or not? Because if it's not, they're going to take it from you. Yeah. They never wanted you to have it. And he said, after he said that, I didn't say another word to the team. We walked out. For, we started shooting again, getting ready to start that game. And he said, they just there was a whole different concept of a team. And they said, well, Coach, you got them fired up that quick? He said, I know what to do from hell. <laughs> <laughs> he said, just tell them, you want that or not? You want that rank or not? Yeah. Stan, let me ask you something really quick, Tom. Um, let's say that we do go to Auburn and Bruce Perlin and win this game. Um, I don't think it's going to hurt us. As long as it's a close loss, I don't think it'll okay. hurt us. Uh, even you go back and you look at what you know Auburn has done to some other teams that have come in there, Alabama's and different ones, LSU's. It's, it, it may hurt you a little bit, but in the end, you still only got – what three losses in the SEC? Yeah, <laughs> if mean, you lose, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and Auburn's already looking at four or five, so you're still going to be ahead of them. Yeah, you, uh, you know, and that's so what I'm saying. That that's the thing you got to look at now is you're playing for seeding for the tournament. Is what you're doing for your for your conference tournament, and uh, we know you're not going to get much better than maybe a five seed in the big dance. I don't think you're going to get – I mean, yeah, if you won out and won the conference championship, mm-hmm. the tournament, yeah, you might end up deserving a two or three. But if you don't, you're going to be kind of hanging around that five, six mark. And, um, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm thinking for the first time in a long time, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of years we went into this SEC tournament and just didn't care. And that's yeah. coaching. Previous coaches. Yeah. Um, and we're not talking baseball. We're talking basketball. Well, we yeah. are. And like I said, now – well, I was even talking basketball with Frank. I mean, mm-hmm. other than what Frank did to the Final Four that one year, that's all he ever did. That was his legacy that he lived on. But he had but he had that one NBA player, too. He's in Darius, yeah. yeah. Darius. And this team doesn't have that. They're playing more as a team. A team. And I think that's what, that will get them further than the team, a lot of these teams that have that one guy. Of course, Carolina does play defense, and we all know, being sports guys, defense wins championships. <laughs> defense travels, and it's even more important in basketball. But a lot of times, offense don't travel real well in basketball, and that's just sight lines. And we all know the baskets the same height, and we've seen Hoosiers and all that. Yeah, it's all the same, but it's different. It's just the sight lines and all, and it's different. And, of course, I don't know how many Auburn's arena will hold, but it'll be packed to the gills because number 11 is South Carolina, and they're coming in to play, and they're going to be right on top of you. And you hit a – you shoot an air ball or somebody, you know, takes your jock strap and throws it up in the <laughs> third row of the seats, you're going to hear about it. All right, Auburn is uh, right now in third place in the SEC. Alabama yeah. and South Carolina are tied at nine and two in yeah. conference play, but South Carolina has a better record: twenty-one and three. Alabama yeah. seventeen and seven. Auburn nineteen and five as yeah. of right now. So, yeah. and uh, Auburn uh, at home uh, is twelve and zero. Oh. Yeah, 
South Carolina on the road is five and two. Yeah. But and and a lot of point people have pointed to the um, <clears throat> Tennessee game where South Carolina went to Knoxville and Tennessee at the time was ranked number five in the nation and South Carolina didn't play a great game, but they played their game. They played the defense. They side, they yeah. played defense. They limited <clears throat> the possessions. They got back and uh, didn't give a lot of free layups, and and they end up winning the ball game. And that's what they're going to have to do against this Auburn team. Jalen Williams is his team's leader, by the way. He's averaging like 16 a game, but – he was uh, three for 12, and I think this kid I told you got hurt in that game. So that will be kind of a question tomorrow. But that Jones kid is also pretty good. And Denver Jones, you got to remember that one, Denver Jones. Um, he's a junior, and like I said, he's an Alabama kid too. But um, this is a game, though, I think you got out and you say, look, this is my home court. I know you're unbeaten here. you got one loss here. But this is our floor now, and you take it over. So, I, And I think we'll have that mentality. Yeah. From opening tip, I think we're, we think we're that. But, and I'm going to look. I don't give any, like you say, we don't really want a one-man show. I think CMB can be the guy later on down the road, but B.J. Mack's the guy you got to give a lot of credit to. He's come in as a mentor, and CMB said it twice the other day that he learns from his coaches, but he also learns from his his elder players. That's what you want. You want a team leader, and that's B.J. Mack. And and that's what's helped Josh Gray and and the the big guys in the middle. And uh, Now, yeah, we don't want a 7-2 guy stepping out taking threes. I want to be clear hit him, on that. He can hit him, man. I want to be clear on that. But uh, I see that Eddie kid at Purdue hit him every day. So he can. I think yeah. the thing we talked about it. I think the thing, and I'm I always harp on old Frank, but I think that was the problem with Josh Gray. He he just did not want to play for coach, and and he just did not. He, he didn't. I'm not going to listen to what you got to say. I'll sit over here. You coach your game, and I'll sit over here by myself. He likes Coach Paris, and he tells everybody he likes everybody else and like i said they're leaders of a team and he probably to me has improved the most on this basketball team most improved i I would have to give it to him most improved because we count on him big time what two years ago and like i said now he's finally coming through and i think it's just because of a new coach so we'll see all right so best of luck to him against auburn coming up um wednesday night wednesday night so Y'all won't be to watch it. Y'all be with your sweeties. So <laughs> I'm gonna try to catch it. It's Valentine's out. Day. I'm gonna weekend. try to catch it. Uh, oh lord! We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Before we go, let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I know you guys watched it. Uh, you were glued to the set, so to speak. Twenty-five, twenty-two in overtime. Just a second time in NFL history that the Super Bowl has gone to overtime, and it is the first time in 19 years, if I do my math correctly, so. that we've had back-to-back champion. Yep. To go along with it. So, congrats to the Chiefs in this one. I know we all chose San Francisco. Did it not feel, guys, like the first half was a blowout for the most part? At least for the most part. Maybe you know two thirds of the first half. Yeah, um, it felt like it was a blowout where the Chiefs did everything just went wrong. They couldn't yeah. even get points off of a turnover. Yeah, losing didn't even get Bill old coming into it. Like I said, I go by stats. I go by numbers. I go by odds. There's a reason it's only happened two times since Tom Carroll. Vegas wants it to happen. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not going to get that to Pat Mahomes because, like I said, I, I got a lot of respect for him. I lost a lot for Kelsey. But um, like I said, going into this game, but I'm going to tell you something. As a, as a coach, Stan, if, if I am San Francisco, Mahomes never gets that ball back. I don't kick that field goal. Mm-hmm. We got the ball at the eight-yard line on fourth down. We go for it. We win it or we lose it. 
Because if we don't get it, he's got, eight, he's got what, 92 yards to go yeah, yeah. to get in field goal range. Instead, we kick the field goal, go three, and kick off, and he gets about 35. I thought Shanahan made a mistake there for a guy that's already gone for, what, three times mm-hmm. already in the fourth quarter on fourth, third and fourth down. I think that was a mistake to get my homes the ball back because say what you want about him. He's not my favorite player, but he is a player that will guide you in the fourth quarter. He is but, that good. The one thing that I thought that San Francisco – <clears throat> did number one they kept Mahomes kind of bottled up for the biggest part of the game, but there once it got into overtime, there were a couple of plays where they lost contain on him, and they should have known on fourth and one or fourth and two, Mahomes is not going to throw the ball and he's not giving it to these running backs. He's so taking I himself. Yeah. I don't say I don't care which way the motion is going. I'm I'm going with Mahomes. If he's going left, he's going to be five to seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. There's going to be six people between him and that first down marker, and he's not making that. Tom Carroll's got a spot on him. There's one yeah. guy on that secondary, yeah. that linebacker spot. Yeah. Pitting's your guy. I don't yeah. care where he goes, because you know they do that a lot. Matter yeah. of fact, on fourth yeah. and two. Fourth and eight, they'll do that a lot. Yeah. And he, you're right, he never intends to throw it. He never intends to run and it off. It's his show and it's his game. Yeah. And there was, like like Stan said, there was three or four of those plays last night. And I got him down there. I just wouldn't give him the ball at the end of the game. But I did feel like this was – I watched more commercials than I did football. <laughs> anybody out there that I'm still had watching. a stop <laughs> – anybody that had a stop watching time to – I mean, we know how many minutes the game is played, okay? <laughs> we can – see that on the game clock but uh so if you got 40 minutes of game time how many commercials how many minutes commercials did we have i know one thing people the corporate america they got more money than they got sense to put some I of the, some of the commercials did. they put on last i couldn't follow some of them the only one i think i did get was the clydesdale one seriously i the other one's like Freedom Express, Internet, or cell phone, or whatever. Keep that two mil put in your pocket and go to, uh, was it Rancho Valley? Pro- probably best seven mil was the uh, the Christian spot. You're probably right. Yeah, probably, You're probably best right. spent seven mil there. Look, but, I did look. But do you think they could have spent that seven mil better? <laughs> I do. I mean, that, to <laughs> me, see, I, I don't now, have seven mil. I'm looking at, okay, corporate America, if you can spend. Seven million dollars for a thirty-second ad. Why don't you take that seven million dollars and put it into your product and give the American people something instead of keep going up in price? Reduce the price. Yeah, let's bring the Big Mac back down to three dollars or something. And make it a, and make it and make it a Big Mac again. Yeah. I mean, you look at just the size of the the bun itself and the meat. I mean, it's it's reducing. It's He's gonna get me to pull a Trump up here. And <laughs> yeah. Make the Big Mac great again. Yeah. Um, but you're. I mean, I just and then when I saw the the Christians, when I was like, is this the group that bought Sunny? By chance, I mean, just part of that conglomerate, you know. But yeah. all in all, I was disappointed in that. But I tell you what, I've had no energy for the weekend, as you know, because like I said, I've been where I've been. My Super Bowl parties is when I get out there and I let it loose. So last night, my neighbor across, she said, Man, your feet never stopped the whole time. You were sitting in the chair, but your feet never stopped. <laughs> I had that usher beat going, I about ripped my shirt off because I was so excited. Um, that just took me way back, like Jim said. Um, when he was sitting back there with Clyde, he said, oh, boy, it took me back to my days, too. But all in all, I mean, I wasn't expecting. When it got the skates on, it was a little bit too much for me. But uh, Reba, 
applaud her. Yeah, she did wonderful. And it all in all, it wasn't a bad halftime show. But the commercials, to me, were just missing this year. I just felt like well, well, there was way too many of them. <laughs> I, I turned in to watch a football game. I didn't and a commercial turn, broke out. I didn't, I didn't turn in to watch uh, super commercials. With a little bit of football thrown in. Well, well, see, remember, yeah. they're not even, we're not even the target audience in I know. No, so yeah, I'm, I'm way past the target audience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're yeah. looking from for that 15-year-old. From what I saw, no, no. I don't even know where some of them people, what, what do they do? <laughs> and I tell you what, I, like I said, I'll give Pat all the credit in the world, but Travis Swift, you need to find you another team, buddy. He's up there griping and running to Andy Reid with that face that he's fitting to bite somebody's head off. And I look over here, and he got targeted uh, 12 times. What more do you want? He wanted two touchdowns. Well, he was upset because they took him out, and that next play that they took him out on was the fumble. And 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 he 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 felt like he he should have been been the target. Yep. That's the key, though. If he'd been doing what he was supposed to do, he'd have been in on that play. Like I said, he did not block. That's the thing. But like I said, Augusta had a guy on the winning championship team. He's out of Lucy Laney. Nicole Hardman, I uh, just saw today that I think a kid from Elberton was on that team also. So, congrats to all those guys, man. I mean, I felt sorry. I, I did like Shanahan. He said, I appreciate you coming out here, Coach. What would you tell your team? He said, man, it hurts. That's all I got to say to you. Thank you all for covering us. We had a really good year. This hurts, and I'm going back with my team. So, that was all it could say. But, like I said, no pulse of the game of that. I didn't give him Pat Mahomes the ball. So the NFL season comes to an end. Now we get to watch and find no, out. No, it's not over yet. We got the Pro Bowl. And then we'll have something else, and then the first game of the season. Uh, do we really want to talk to Because nobody plays in the Pro Bowl. It's just it, – it. Tom, it's flag now. <laughs> it's flag now? It's flag yeah. now. I didn't know that. Um, okay. And a matter of fact, I think it was this weekend. I think it was, or it was either this weekend or last weekend. I saw the flags are flying somewhere. Um, no, nah, next we got the U – Whatever the new league is going to be, the USL, UFL. USL, yeah. Um, so that'll be a fun to watch. That's where the NFL – I just hope, like we said last year, let's put the money NFL into these groups. Let them be your minor league and, and, and get the players' experience up, man. Use it like a forum club for your team. Why not benefit from it? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I know New England, which, you know, my Patriots, but um, – Oh, Holtz, Holtzy down there at Birmingham is doing the same thing with was doing the same thing with Belichick. So we'll see if, um, that Birmingham Stadium team was, was kind of a farm club of the Patriots. And we've got a lot of players out of that whole deal. So use that thing because it's, for one, it's good football. And we always get new rules out of that football league. Yeah, and I'm hearing the NFL now is maybe going to adapt the kickoff rule, which they, would be cool. Again? Yeah. You know, Tom, I don't think safety ever had anything to do with it, man. I just think they got tired of, of special teams not being able to cover a, a, a receiver or whatever, bring that ball out of the end zone. I'd love to see you go back to it. You allow, you allow punt returns. <laughs> let it, Kick it let off and let them it. go. Let them do it. All right, it's been a blast. Glad to have you with us. Go out and support the high schools as they get into basketball action. The playoffs start tomorrow night for a lot of the guys and the girls. And, of course, well, tonight they got the uh, tournament or, uh, conference oh. tournament for yeah. Greenwood Christian. Oklahoma. Pulling for you, buddy. So looking forward to it. Glad to have you with us. Uh, join in. Tune in again this coming Thursday from Howard's on Main. That's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll along with the coach, Dan Spivey, and we are the Lakeland Sports Guys. <laughs>